welcome back either from the break or a new episode um to, to thoughts from player one episode five we're gonna be tackling that uh if this is if this is if you're listening to this now you've made a horrible mistake go go back go back further than you probably think you need to like mm-hmm. don't just listen to episode four go back return to your primitive state um <laughs> become primordial ooze <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're just going to be tackling episode five of True Colors here. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, so we're just going to jump right on in. Mm-hmm. Alex, do you want to, uh, to, to to start talking about chapter five? I will start, and I will say, boy, howdy, is that what it feels like to listen to somebody start an episode of this podcast? <laughs> Steeply uncomfortable. I don't like it at no, all. No, you have a you have a formatted whole. That's thing. true. That's true. I've heard you open. You open all the all the no control and necessary episodes. They're just usually a fun bit. So I don't all the ones we've it. done in the past. We've done planet. Look, all right, chapter <laughs> five. Life is strange. True colors. September tenth. Deck nine. Sixty dollars. Chapter five, titled Side B. So, um, if you are if you are remembering, then what happened at the end of chapter four? Um, Alex Chen gets shot by Jed Lukin and begins to fall down a giant mine shaft. Um, you play ooh, play ooh what you say under Alex saying that. Ooh, what you say? Did you have you seen the the actual scene from the OC that that's from? Mm-hmm. It's I could I when I so quick sidebar. I love the OC. I think it's a great TV show. The last episode, last season sucks shit, but I think that the show is great. But I saw that you know I watched it like a couple of years ago. So when I saw that actually for the first time and not the SNL skit, mm-hmm. I could not take it even mildly serious. I was cracking up like, oh my god, this is it. This is that famous SNL uh, skit, but real. It was so good. That's so great that it's like the, the parody does not... The parody imitates the show, not the show the parody <laughs> imitated. Whatever, you get what I mean. Yep, yep. The show imitates awesome. the parody. It was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you, um, you open chapter five uh alex wakes up and it mirrors the very opening from uh chapter one right where she is you know is a solid long shot on her face clearly in uh an office from you know her group home being interviewed by somebody she's about to leave um and again asking her questions but this time the questions are a little more like you know they're not about her being about to leave they are about her having come back right her experience like oh what did you learn about yourself what did you like find out you know about your strengths and weaknesses and and you know again it's kind of the same vibe of the first one where the person doing the interview was clearly like talking down and condescending to her but as more and more information comes out as you kind of progress through this conversation it becomes clear that like this is not reality there's like just a a weird vibe to everything and eventually like the camera shifts and you see that you know alex is talking to herself but not like actually herself like there's just nobody in the chair across from her uh, and then you get to kind of stand up and walk around that office and do some some very light puzzle solving, right? It's, you know, again, very reminiscent of the way that chapter five and episode or chapter five and season one, season one, Life is Strange one, the way that it closed with like some really supernatural stuff and kind of the second half of that game, you get those vibes a lot where it's like, okay, now I'm like, my guitar case is in the corner and I don't know why it's there, but it's like, it's got post-it notes and the post-it notes keep changing the, you know, information to like, you know, tell me that there's something inside and then I pull it away and there's like a, a, 
you know, five-digit combination lock that I have to find the combination to, which is my case file. And then, like, the pictures on the wall include pictures of, like, you and Gabe from your childhood, which clearly shouldn't be there because this is supposed to be somebody else's office, right? It's got, um, I think, a pretty pretty good vibe. So you eventually good? open up your guitar. What? I, I did not like this scene at all. <laughs> oh, really? I like this scene. I, I thought it was I, good. No, I thought this was... I don't know. I, I, I thought they were kind of going for the bait a little bit of being like, mm-hmm. like, um, isn't this weird and bizarre? You have to grab a painting to find a tuning part for your guitar? Isn't yeah, that I mean, bizarre? You know. Like, I don't know. It just It's just that kind of like very, very video game find a random number that is the combination to a lock somewhere else kind of logic mm. that just doesn't make any sense to me and it, i feel like has no purpose like what is the purpose of the that room to like serve the story overall or, i like, think serve the atmosphere it it sets the tone i think of the idea that hey alex is kind of working through emotional blocks in her mind as you kind of are, are working backwards and this is the the starting point for what will become a sequence of flashbacks that she has to kind of work through that are all surrealist in their own kind of way where for me it was just yeah, like I mood guess... setting in a particular because this is also theoretically the point where she is least hurt during this fall that's true i guess well which doesn't make any sense to me because if you're least hurt wouldn't you think that you would have more like surreal imagery but anyways that doesn't really matter i uh, at the least hurt me i think as proving that it is sending her the least far back in her memory, you know? Right. I, I guess that makes sense. Uh, Cause it's the like life flashing before your eyes <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing. Um, but I, I, I can, you know, I can understand where you're coming from. I, I think this type of, it's not hard to get me with like, Hey, weird imagery and stuff like that. Like it just tends to work for me just cause I think it's fun. Um, yeah. You know, this yeah. is not the best scene in this episode, but I, I can understand why it wouldn't it, work though. for you. They didn't yeah. hold on it though. Yes. Um, so eventually you, you wake up and realize that you are still in the mine shaft and that you are, I don't know, like you said, 30, 50 feet, something like that down. And you're kind of like on one of the large pieces of wood connecting either end of the mine shaft and you are right next to a ladder and you're like, you know, you come to this realization because you are playing guitar and you start dripping blood all over because your face is extremely fucked up from the fall. Um, and then you wake up and you there's a ladder next to you, so you start kind of like inching over to get to the ladder, and you like try to grab the bottom rung of the ladder to climb your way back out of the mine shaft. Uh, and as you do that, the piece of wood that you're on breaks, and you fall another I don't know somewhere between fifty and eighty feet down further. Um, and it immediately sends you back into uh, into like your memories from the past. Uh, and this was the point to your credit where I was like maybe. Maybe she's gonna die. <laughs> like, that's yeah. a lo- they they showed her alive, and then they cut to her falling again. And I was like, well, maybe they will kill her because she can't survive that. Clearly, she was just shot and then fell down like a hundred foot mine shaft. She's got to be dead, um, but she won't be. So the you know the sequence of events that you kind of go through in your mind will start with you know Alex and Gabe, your brother, are in a hospital sitting side by side, and you know she hugs him and is like oh hey you're dead like what's going on where are we and he's like i don't it looks like we're in a hospital i guess i don't know um but then he you know you're in a hospital and it quickly becomes clear and he sets the stage like hey you're i think in this one he's like hey you're 
eight, I'm 13, we're in a hospital, mom's sick, dad's in there, and then he always kind of repeats this refrain at every one of the scenes where he says, hey, play your part, right? So then your dad comes out of a hospital room and tells you, Alex, to go in and, and you know, go talk to your mother, right? So you, you go into this hospital room, and this whole time, this is I really like the choice to do this, both because it's I can understand it saves them a lot of resources, but also because I think it just adds to the weird nature of everything, right? Everything is as it was when you actually lived the scene when you were, you know, eight or 11 years old or however old you were at this point, but you are just the same 21 year old Alex that existed throughout the whole game. And Gabe is the same, you know, 26 year old Gabe or whatever that existed throughout the whole game and same voice actors and everything. And, and that's kind of like a, a weird touch, but you go into this hospital room and eventually you go talk to your mother and she's really sick and she, you know, you, you talk to her and, and she, brings you close and asks, you know, oh, but, like, how are you so brave? How'd you ever get to be so brave? And, like, you assume that was the last conversation you ever had with her, but then Gabe comes up and tells you, hey, but that's not really what happened, is it? And then you kind of go through the whole scene again, but this time have an additional conversation with your mother where she basically, you know, takes off this pendant that she was wearing and gives it to you and tells you, hey, you know, you're the brave one. You have to hold this family together after I'm gone. You know, her mother is basically knows that she's dying and says, you know, it's going to be difficult, but you were always the one that never had trouble with all of this. You were always the one that was able to, like, care for other people. So take this pendant and keep this family together when I'm gone. Um, mm-hmm. And that is actually the last conversation you ever had with your mother. Um, do you want to talk about each this... of these as we go through? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because these it's... were all extremely good. <laughs> Yeah, I when I saw what they like when I saw this scene, I'm like, okay, I now understand what you're doing here, and like, mm-hmm. I, I was I was surprised. Like, I'm like, we're really, I was surprised that we're gonna walk through um, Alex's family life. Like, I really thought they were going to leave estranged dad and like dead mom alone and just leave mm-hmm. it at that. Um, I am surprised we got information about it and we'll get more, you know, a little more later, but, um, I, I kind of talked back and like, all right, this is what we're doing. Interesting. Um, but as for the actual scene, I, man, I'm glad that they didn't bring Gabe back from the dead, but thank God they brought him back for another couple scenes, you know, mm-hmm. to do some more lines and the way that the two kind of bounce off each other to just talk and like, and everything like that is, it's just I don't know. It just always works really well. And that's just saying it for all these scenes going forward. But specifically this one, I don't know. There's something very frightening about this. You know, Alex is being shown as, as an, as an adult, but thinking about her being the age she was, I think 12, correct? I think she's younger than that. I think she's supposed to be like, I think she's supposed to be like nine or 10 at this point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So at that age, being told you are the brave one you have to be the brave one you have to keep you know these two to you know these two from from you know together essentially and that it's going to be so hard and everything like that and and seeing what comes in the future and things like that it's just so it's so difficult to hear and so much responsibility to be put on a on a on a person who doesn't hasn't even experienced like real life yet and and it informs you so much about her character i feel like like so many things that she does as a person to 
kind of carry the peace and 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 do whatever is necessary to kind of I don't want to say make people comfortable, but she's kind of she she does that. I mean, she does that for yeah, absolutely for 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 people. And it just I don't know. This is just a really well written, well designed scene to inform you more about Alex as a person and her past. So it's like, how did she get to be this person, and what brought her to this point, and like what is bad and good about that? Yeah, know, it's just a really great scene. And I think it also does a really good job of like, you know, the. All of the prior Life is Strange games have been like, hey, here's the supernatural power, and maybe you understand why it happens, maybe you don't, but, like, you don't really, and it doesn't really make a ton of sense. Like, why can Max rewind time? Like, we know the event that caused it, but why her? You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think these these sequence of scenes that we're going to see set up something that makes sense of, like, hey, the supernatural ability for empathy, you know, Alex wasn't born with that but it makes sense that she is the one that has that ability given the emotional burden she's had to bear her entire life trying to keep people together and feeling like she failed at it. Uh, and I think that it adds a lot of gravitas to the idea of this power. Whether or not I like the implementation of it, I think it, it's just, it, it justifies it in a way that previous games haven't. And I think starting with this scene really shows that. Also, boy, I just am very uncomfortable with hospital stuff as as someone who had family members who spent a lot of time in hospitals. I, this whole shit was just like, ooh, I don't like this. Ooh, I don't like this at all. I do not want to be here. This is very uncomfortable for me. Um, yeah. But in a in a good way. Like, they did it well. It, you know, it didn't feel cheap, right? It didn't feel like they just did it so that you would get an emotional response. It felt like it, it was justified in the way that they presented this scene. And again, like you had said, the the juxtaposition of the, the character model versus the fact that, like, yeah, she's like nine years old, right? She's or ten or however old she is. She's really young to be having this weight put on her. And I think the, you know, even seeing 21-year-old Alex breaking down in tears at this point and recognizing that it was, you know, she was a child when this happened to her. It's a really, really powerful way to to, to start this sequence of events. It's a really weird example of um, like like don't show tell kind of thing where it's like you're not actually seeing the true real scene, but you're still getting the idea of it where you're like imagining what the kid must have felt like or like the facial mm-hmm. expressions of young Alex that really it really works. Then you're being told through a familiar lens, which I think mm-hmm. makes it easier to, you know, you're, it doesn't, it can feel, scenes like this can feel exploitative, I think, a lot when it's just like, and here's a sad child, and you go, oh, I'm sad because I hate seeing a sad child. Right. Uh, and yeah. they, they avoid that and make you, like, they ground you with the characters, but it still has the emotional impact. And you're right, I, I love Gabe so much, I'm glad he's back at some point, and I think that these, like you said... These these next few scenes, I think, fit really well with the character they want to present for him, not necessarily the character that we're shown, you know, because we were only shown, like, hey, here's him being the best possible version of a person. And I think these next ones show, like, hey, here's the path he took to get here, and here's why it wasn't maybe as clean as, as the game presented previously. Yeah, um, like, like, um, like maybe it wasn't as clean or as simple as you might have thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. How are you Weird. feeling They, ne- they never mentioned that. How are you feeling the, tonight? They never mentioned that Alex's mother's name was Hikaru Utada, but, you know, it was. What are you going to do? That's so weird. What's the joke? Sorry, I'm oh, missing fine. on something. That's a deep cut. People will get it. People will get it. People <laughs> who listen to our... Um, 
the fuck was our Kingdom Hearts episode called? Um, Key to Your Heart. Key to Your Heart. People listen to our Key to Heart, Key to Your Heart episodes. They'll get it. Um, I mean, I have no idea what the joke is. Keep going, though. <laughs> so it's moving on to, on to the next scene. Um, so you are kind of fast forwarded. Uh, is there a transition between these scenes, really? I don't feel like there was. No, it's just like bright white light. Mm-hmm. And then you, you move on. Gotcha. So you um, then kind of fast forward. And again, it is you in your childhood home. And Gabe, again, as your adult brother is talking to you, expressing to you like, hey, you're, I think at this point it was like, you're 11, I'm 15. You know, mom's been dead for a little while. You know, dad and I are fighting all the time. You know, we're we're getting at it. You know what happens tonight. Play your part, right? And then what happens the first time through is, you know, Gabe steps outside. Your your dad pulls up. Gabe steps outside. You hear them begin to argue, and Alex puts on headphones and turns on, like, turns up her record player really loud and just sort of, like, watches the scene unfold, and then eventually they go their separate ways. She's listening to a really funny song, and I can't remember what it was, and it's bothering me so much. I remember. It's definitely a Phoebe Bridges song. I don't even know bum, who that bum, is. Bum, bum, bum. It's not that bad, though. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh. <laughs> that one. Uh, I can't okay. remember the name of the song. But yeah, um, we'll just cut around that. <laughs> it's extremely good. I loved I loved how on the nose that was. Like, that was extremely... They knew what they were doing, and it, it, it made the scene better. But, uh, again, after that scene kind of calms down, Gabe walks up to you and he's like, yeah, but again... That's you know that's not what happened, right? And then you play through the scene again, and you do not put on your headphones this time, and instead you watch your dad and Gabe argue and yell at each other and start to shove each other a little bit, and then Gabe shoves your dad, and he kind of draws his arm, your your dad kind of draws his arm back to hit Gabe, and in doing so, kind of smacks you and knocks you down as a child, uh, and you you know, um, you know Gabe immediately starts yelling at him, and you immediately get up and try to try to keep the peace and let everyone know you, it's okay. There's no problem. Look, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not hurt. Um, but your dad just completely overwhelmed and dejected, just walks over, empties out a backpack, starts packing his clothes with it, and says that he can't handle this. He can't do this anymore. He can't be the one to take care of you all. And basically says like, you know, hey, child protective services will will be here to, to take care of you but i can't be the one to do it and then he just you know as he is leaving you throw the pendant at him that your mom had given you to, to keep the family together and he feels really affected by it for a moment but then he holds on to it and walks out the door and that is ostensibly the last time you ever see your dad i'm not um, trying to like joke around about this but him him taking that pendant was such a bruh moment <laughs> it's like bruh like give me that at least leave me with the pendant like, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> he walks out the door. Alex just turns to Gabe and goes, bruh. <laughs> okay. It, uh, uh, it should also be noted that what they are arguing about is is dad had lost his yes. job. Um, and and in you, the middle you. of that, no problem. It's just because I wanted to talk about something that that, that if that it made me just feel like my heart sink is she's like hey like don't well you know if he lost his job it's not a problem it's not a problem i i, I can sell my guitar i can i can sell that like we can and it's just so mm-hmm. i don't know just like trying to do anything to make that impending fight stop yeah uh it, it, it just you know giving up 
you know possessions and things like that to make sure the peace is kept is just such a uh it just it breaks it breaks my heart it's also very... gabe's a little fucking shit in this one Oh yeah, like, he's yelling at his dad, and he's like, he lost his job again. Like he's such a piece of shit, he can't hold on to his job. And his dad literally says, "It's not like I laid myself off." And then Gabe keeps yelling at him. And it's like, bro, he got but laid again, off. Like again, you're seeing adult Gabe. Though. Yes, Do you think I absolutely. As a Fifteen year old. Mm-hmm. Do you think he really understood the concept oh, of he, being laid off? At he 14 or absolutely 15? doesn't understand that concept. I didn't understand that concept of fourteen or fifteen, right? Like, mm-hmm. but it's. It was one of those things that's like, oh, hey, like, he's just trying to pick a fight because he's angry and doesn't know what to do with his emotions. And you've been trying to hold them, like, you've been successfully holding them together for so long, and it just isn't possible, right? In this, you can walk around the scene and interact with things in your your home before it all plays out and before you decide to, like, you know, open the door or whatever. And, it, you know, I mean, look, it's a little, like, heavy-handed life is strange walk around a broken home stuff but it is very much like hey here are all the chores that alex does here's the 10 minutes she takes for herself here's the dinner she cooks now that her dad doesn't cook anymore here's like all the laundry she's in the middle of doing here's the beer both of them drink mm-hmm. the one thing they don't argue about which maybe they should because gabe's 15 or whatever but you know <laughs> yeah. um you know it, it it is very much that it's very clear that she is doing her best, but it's you know you know it does you know it's not enough as as the player um, and and as the observer, but it's kind of also just clear from the state of the house that it's barely been enough for a very long time, um, and and you know the scene did not make me as uncomfortable as the last one did because I just don't have like the same personal connection to it, but it is like any see like any domestic scene where people are having a fight that is escalating rapidly and you can see the writing on the wall it's just just i don't like it i don't it's very uncomfortable and uh i think they did they did an extremely good job and again i i think the having the characters portrayed as their current age selves almost reflecting on the reality of what was and being able to bring their you know, current day critical thinking and emotional thinking skills to what is going on, I think really hammers it all home in a way that maybe it, was not necessarily the case if they had just, again, tried to... It, it Again, it just doesn't feel emotionally exploitative, which makes it hit harder for me. Did the whole, like, this is... Did you interpret the first scenes being played out as Alex has... Alex has sort of made herself believe that these things never happened or just that she doesn't like to think about them. I think it was more that one that she just tries to, I I think specifically with the three scenes, right? The, the reason, and we haven't talked about the third one yet, obviously, but I think the reason that she pushes away from the reality of these two scenes is not because she convinced herself it didn't happen but rather because the idea that she is the one that was supposed, like her mom tasked her with keeping the family together and she failed at that is too right. difficult for her to reckon with. So she just tries yeah. to work around the reality of what actually happened. Uh, I agree. I just kind of wanted to, yeah, I wanted to see if you felt the same way. Yeah. And that's, like, I feel real fucking bad for Alex for a lot of this. I Genuinely, and I think I had mentioned this to Duncan, like, I, I, this is the strongest opening to 
a final episode of Life is Strange oh, yeah. by a, a country mile. It's so much better than any episode. Season one had a truly abysmal opening that made me. I know people who didn't finish chapter five because the first hour was so bad, um, which I think is reasonable. I also um, episode uh, two or season two was also not great. It was better, Nega, but it wasn't good. Nega, uh, Nega Max didn't get you. Evil Max. No. That didn't <laughs> strike a chord in you. None of it. None of it quite got me. Uh, 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 little Daniel screaming a thousand cop cars away. Didn't, that didn't... hey, that part I liked. That part I was okay with. The part that I was not okay with was let's live in this hippie commune to set up something that's not going to happen. <laughs> and also, here's David. <laughs> I forgot about David. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Turns out this was a. A little bit better. Wow. <laughs> what a bit, what a just calculatable better episode. I I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Wow, you can mathematically prove this is a better episode. <laughs> you can. Um so Let's the talk final about the, third one. the yeah. final of these three kind of flashback-esque sequences has you in one of the one of the group home orphanage, I don't know exactly what it is, um, you're, you were staying in throughout the, the course of your you know, early adolescence. I think you're supposed to be 13 or something at the beginning of this one. Um, and again, it has Gabe, you know, popping it. You're on a bump on the bottom bunk of, of the, you know, a bunk bed and he pops out from the top and is asking you which one of these this is. And then, you know, again, mentions that you're 13 and he's you know 18 or whatever and he's off a juvie or i guess he wouldn't be 18 and in juvie he's like 16 or 17 and in juvie and you're 13 and but also you're 13 and 14 and 15 and you have to go play your part and can again, i this, can i say something yeah go for it he's kind of got big like um ghost of christmas past x genie energy <laughs> you know what i mean where he's like kind of wacky like he's a little bit jokey like genie is but he like also knows everything about your past and is kind of mm-hmm. guiding you through it. It's a very like strange kind of like uncanny energy, but also really works for someone like needing a guide through their memories. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of love it. I loved it. It was it was great. Um, but so this one, this is a, a slightly shorter scene. You can walk around and kind of you know look at things that express how bad. I, I will say this. They do a very good job of making it seem miserable to be in the system as a child, um, to the point where I was playing this, listening to Alex like give commentary about her life in in the system as a you know a, a child not being adopted or being fostered and then sent back frequently. That I was like, man, I should go volunteer at a place like that. I, I that's like what an awful, miserable life. What a deeply unfair life. Like, yeah, I felt I felt so bad for her going through this, and like I don't even think that it was you know the most emotionally impactful part of the game i just god i can't imagine not having like i don't know i mean i'm not trying to like trigger anybody i'm not trying to like get too deep into it but i can't imagine not having a family man like jesus christ that's like i i can't talk about that right now because i'm gonna start tearing up but that's that's so yeah. fucking rough to even consider Ugh. yeah i mean they do a good job it's like another it's another instance and in a more like less Less, it's it's less direct way of like being like, look at this person's life without trying to directly make you very 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 sad about it. Like the mm-hmm. the the scene that's going to follow up is 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 very much like that. But I think all of the little details uh, before and especially like the memory 
uh it just just kind of sucks in this room where it's mm-hmm. just like you know that you you do the guitar and like they're like hey that is for time in the rec room only and it's like that just reminds me of being in school and it really framed it as you're in school like school administrated 24 7 yeah uh and and i can't imagine what that must feel like and just i i don't know it's it's extremely intense Uh, i will say this is this is maybe an interesting scene for another reason which is i think this is the only time in this game where as you walk around and look at these things because you're in kind of a dream state you have your internal monologue about things and then gabe comments on your internal monologue you know you see hmm. a basketball that says like property of you know Oregon correctional they're not correctional facility it's not a prison it's a you know property of you know, whatever and you're like they may as well have stamped us with that and then Gabe like turns to you is like oh did like did you feel like you were property of the state and you know she comments and you have like a little back and forth and I think that's a really interesting change that you know added you know sometimes it wasn't necessarily as good as others but I think it added a lot of. Uh, the those little internal bits can feel so tacked on and weirdly uneven in Life is Strange games mm-hmm. that oftentimes I, I find I enjoy scenes more if I don't spend too long interacting with them. Uh, and I think having somebody else there that shares your emotional state to kind of have that back and forth and also keep it grounded and level really made me interested to interact with everything in a way that I was not in a lot of other scenes in this game. So I think just that little change there, I mean, also I just like the back and forth between Gabe and Alex, but I think that change really helped this scene become more impactful. Um, But, you know, the long and short of the scene is you go kind of down a hallway and sit in front of, you know, three giant windows on a, a little trunk and you watch and kind of read the emotions of people you know silhouettes and behind glass that are coming to look at you and you read their emotions and and hear them saying things like oh isn't she a little old or oh she says it says here she's sensitive what does she mean by that or i don't know if we can handle a troubled child right now and kind of you know all the different excuses that people gave to not adopt alex and then eventually that kind of becomes so completely overwhelming that she, you know, screams and all the glass shatters and, you know, Gabe comes up and, and discusses it with you. And basically you, you, as Alex express how, how awful it feels to be broken and to be not chosen and how much that like destroyed you and, and, and made you sad. And, you know, Gabe says like, Hey, you were a kid, right? Like the fact that you didn't hold the family together is not your fault. You were 11. What were you supposed to do? Like, and then he, you know, gives you permission essentially to be angry at him or to be angry at your father or to be sad about your mom dying, but not to hate yourself because of it. And that you can't give up because you failed at this thing that was entirely too much for you to handle as a child and nobody should have expected of you. And then gives you kind of the like, hey, you can't give up. You have to fight. You have to like get up and fight sort of thing, which is then when, you know, the game transitions to you waking up at the bottom of the mine shaft after having fallen in truly absurd amount of feet and been okay <laughs> but i i think that that like what a fucking good opening man <laughs> yeah that i mean i mean that all bow tied really 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 well I, I i think that those three scenes those 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 little vignettes were were a perfect way to give you enough information about alex's past because they very well could have easily like had this explained in earlier chapters mm-hmm. to have you go down to the mine yourself and you know 
to eat, you know, everything like that. But I think the way that they did this was so important to have Gabe come back in a way that was not directly him coming back to life uh-huh. to talk to you again and give you the advice you needed at that point. And like, I don't know, it, it, it felt like predictable in a way, but it's a super satisfying way where it was like, yes, get up fight you know we needed Mm -hmm. this we needed this motivation to continue and it's the i don't know it's just a moment where i was like very emotional and like ready to cheer on alex yeah i loved it and i'm so fucking glad the game had the like emotional intelligence to have gabe be a stand-in for the player at that last scene and be like hey you you can't be mad at yourself for this right like this is So far beyond what anyone could ever expect of anyone. There's no way you were going to succeed at this. Like, don't it, forgive yeah. yourself for this. And I was like, oh, thank fucking God someone's saying it. Because that's <laughs> such an incredible burden to carry. And there was no way you could do that. Exactly. Yeah. It's such a... I don't know. It's it's beautiful. They they just show the domino effect from, from top to bottom of, like, how where you started to, to where you are now of everything that happened beautiful beautiful scene it was um but we can't just uh praise things we gotta, gotta talk about the parts that are not as good um, back to reality oh there goes gravity knocking you down 100 feet in the mine shaft um, you're fine you're fine you're fine so alex kind of wakes up at the beginning of, or the, at the bottom of this mine shaft afterwards um and <laughs> you were so extremely right when you said that the matchbook was going to be Chekhov's matchbook. Um, oh, yeah. That you get in, in chapter one. So, you know, she wakes up battered and bruised and covered in blood and, you know, barely able to walk but still able to walk. And she finds a little, you know, gas lantern and she uses the one match that she still had from Gabe where he had, you know, kept that matchbook as, you know, his last matchbook in Juvie. And she lights a lantern and then uses that to try and, you know, start walking around to find her way out. And as she is... You know, going forward, commenting on the mine. Oh, go on. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I do like the detail that if you check your phone, it is cracked and broken. Oh, I did not see uh, that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because I'm like, wait, can I use my phone? And I press the phone button and it was just cracked and not, not on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, oh, fuck. What was I going to say? Shit. I had something else to say about this scene and I completely forgot it. No. 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 <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Damn it. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a, a short little sequence. You, you walk in, then you walk into this kind of big open area. And at that point, you're, you know, for whatever reason, the light in the lantern goes out and, you know, she kind of freaks out, which, hey, fair, you are now in a mine shaft and pitch dark and you're bleeding and bruised and broken and probably on the verge of death. And also you are shot, which again, they're not going to touch on. You're mostly fine. Um, <laughs> but you know, as she's in kind of that that state where she's she's losing control and she's extre- extremely fair afraid, she starts to see a kind of like a red glow off in the distance, and then starts to follow that because that's the only light she has in this mine shaft, uh, and eventually leads to this you know enormous pile of rubble that the red glow is coming from, and she begins to dig through it, and what does she find in there other than the pendant that her mom had given her, which is kind of the you know the source of this red glow, and then she gets the memory from there and you find out from that memory kind of the secret that Typhon has been hiding, which is that Jed used to lead a group of miners called the Hell Divers, who would go into like the lowest parts of the mine and, and dig and, and get their job done no matter what. And 
in the sequence you hear you know jed bringing you know this group of people down and doing this dig and you hear some people cautioning him against it some of the people on his team saying hey we should you know we have to give this up it's not safe we don't have pumps running like this there's way too much soil in this dirt like we don't know what's going on and jed kind of pushing them through saying he won't give up he's never not completed a dig before um, which eventually leads to what causes this kind of collapse uh where you know historically the 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 story was told the jet had heroically saved some of these miners uh but instead you find out that he is the cause of this and then as he is trying to dig out some of these miners you hear everybody else who was one of the miners who was like on his side of the collapse basically say like hey the water's rising like we have to go we could die here and and him kind of calling calling it off and retreating and letting the i think it's about seven miners who are on the other side die and it's revealed that one of those miners was your father who then you know kind of cursed out jed as he was running away and and kind of apologized for you know one of the last things he says is kind of yelling out that he's sorry um you know kind of an apology to essentially an apology to uh, alex and gabe it, it feels like for for the life that he lived and then you you know alex takes that that pendant and it begins emanating a red glow and then she can essentially use that to find her way out of the mine which we will not see. We don't know how. She just gets out of the mine. It's fine. Don't worry about it's it. It's fine. Because it, it's it like a hard fine. cut to her walking out of the mine, which, again, it's fine. I'm not really sure what Typhon's explosion did, but it's fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, let's let's roll through this. Let's, yeah. let's go yeah. through this. Miner, your dad. Dot, which we should be calling him John. His name's John. Yes, his name is is John Chen. Uh, his, so John, I, I should. His Americanized name is John Chen. At one point, you do see his real name, and it's I don't remember what it is because they don't say it out loud. But it's like Jew or something like that, and then it's in quotes John. Oof. Same thing with Gabe. That. It's it's not Gabe, but it's in quotes Gabe. Got it. Okay. So so your dad dies in this accident in this in this in this drowning experience right mm-hmm. then he's in a separate area where he drowned where the others abandoned him typhon makes an explosion and then the pendant is on top of a the rubble so there's there's a sequence of events here that i don't think quite line up <laughs> cuz right. my assumption was what typhon was doing was blowing up the whole mine to collapse it. But I guess what they were doing was blowing up a very, very small portion of this mine. Which feels like they could have just done. Yeah. Cause it no clearly, one would be. <laughs> it clearly does not block the main entrance into this mine, because that's how right. Alex leaves. And also, I guess the bodies were, couldn't have been more than, two feet underneath this loose rubble <laughs> right <laughs> but, I mean, the, bodies, the bodies aren't that important like they know those people died like that that's that's public knowledge uh, well i don't know so the game doesn't make it clear and i would maybe have to How replay do it seven and look more. people die so within- this is actually a conversation i was just reading on the subreddit where some people were like hey didn't we because the game ostensibly says jed is a hero who saved all the people that were trapped in the mines or that's what it wants you to believe, at least. Um, right. I, maybe they frame it in such a way that if I was to go back, it says, like, oh, he saved some of them, you know, heroically risked his life to save some of them. But there, there were some people like, hey, how did 
how come nobody knew about the other seven? And, you know, there were some people that were speculating that maybe these were like, you know, undocumented workers who had just sort of rolled into town and didn't have any connections to anybody. So they didn't really know anyone and they weren't missed or yada, yada. I, I think this Migrant is just workers, kind of, yeah. I think this is a poorly done twist by the, like they should have just been more upfront with the fact that like Jed risked his life to save some of the miners. Um, but I don't know that they were that upfront with it because otherwise, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense that like, it's just unclear you know maybe it was like oh hey typhon wasn't following mining protocol you know so they would have been so the inspection could have seen that it wasn't up to snuff but they make it seem like well this inspection's gonna uncover all this terrible stuff it's like you don't they wouldn't have done a fucking inspection seven years ago when the mine collapse first happened right what? right what yeah it it seems and how often are they doing these inspections, right? Like, what's the frequency? <laughs> Apparently once every seven years. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very odd. Um, and it's just weird that I would have believed it if... So I would have believed it if the area that they all died in had been exploded so that you couldn't enter it. So you could still enter the mine, but you couldn't enter that one part of it. Yeah. Um, but then it wouldn't make any sense for the pendant to be like right fucking there. Yeah, you'd have to dig for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what they should have done if they wanted that to happen, they should have had them died from an explosion because that would have sent the pendant like off, like way, way off. But well, I, don't know. I mean, but how would they have died from an explosion, right? Like that doesn't make sense. They had to die from a mine collapse because yeah. it was negligence that killed them. But. You know, again, well, anyways, I, I don't think matter. this works very well, but it's fine. No. You suspend your disbelief and you move on because the first 45 minutes were so good. So you give it the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Um, do you want me to do you want me to take it and then switch? Yeah, if you want, do you I don't I don't mind doing it if you don't want to. But if you want to take it, you know, by all means. Sure, sure. I'll let you I'll let you kind of take I'll, I'll I'll switch it off at an appropriate time. Yeah, you take the um, bad part. I'll take the ending. Uh, oh, hand, hand that over to me. Just nope. Here you go. Dude, why is this? Why is this wet? Dude, I what? just... You weren't supposed to fucking say anything. All right. Can we... Do we have to cut this out? Because usually you always say cut this part out, but I never feel like it's an appropriate thing. I just... It's... It's fine. Don't worry about it. I dropped it. I dropped it in some water. I dropped it in what? In mine water. water. Just leave it's it. The mine It's flooded. sticky. It is flood. sticky. It's not water. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just... Okay. Try okay. not to think about it. Okay. I'm gonna have to hold it the whole time. Well, you can hold it. Put put some put like put it in your shirt or whatever. Like put your hands in your shirt and hold whatever. It's fine. Read okay. it. Okay. It's just a disc copy of Life is Strange True Colors. Yeah, I know. And it's a little bit sticky, and that's fine. Okay. Don't put it in your PlayStation or whatever, but like... <laughs> I would love for a creepy pasta disc to just be sticky. <laughs> I grabbed the sticky disc thinking nothing of it. I would love that it's a creepy pasta, and there's no like awful thing that happens. It's just the disc is always a little <laughs> bit sticky. <laughs> like, I had trouble dislodging it from my PlayStation, I but tried, eventually it got out. I tried to wash it, but it was still sticky. So eventually, I put it in a case and returned it to Video Villa. That was the end of the story. <laughs> Nothing cursed about this copy of Mario sixty four. Just weirdly gross. Um. Okay. Like so the people who enjoyed Super Mario sixty four. Go on. What did you say? Nothing. Go on. 
Okay, <laughs> Alex Alex Chen walks back to um to to Haven Springs somehow. Uh, and well, first she that. takes down a sign that says Hero Jed Lucan. Right, very badass, and very then cool. She walks very far while being mostly dead. I'm not gonna lie, I I laughed at that scene. I is. I, I thought this was pretty stupid. It was, it was. I was like, hey, I get it. I get it. I think it's an okay scene. And then she just like walks off towards the town, and I'm like, okay, that was stupid. Then. <laughs> so, um, uh, you walk to this to the town, and you're getting a uh, a kind of a mid scene. Um, them like kind of closing the deal with Typhon, being like, well, that's about it. Then yeah. you know we renewing we've, uh, Typhon's contract to basically be a part of the town and keep mining nearby and everything. Exactly. So just a fuck fuck you over contract. Uh-huh. Uh, so 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 everyone's about to close in, and who walks in but Sheriff Alex? They really needed double doors for this one. Oh man, that would have been so the good. Swing. This yeah. was such a fucking oh like of course a fucking of course like they didn't. Here's my gripe with this: they didn't let you walk through town. I wanted the scene where she was covered in blood walking through mm-hmm. town, and people mm. are like, "What? Oh, what happened to you?" And you just shrug them off. But instead, they just cut straight to, like, Jed being like, we'll sign this deal, and then we'll all get lunch. And then she, like, busts <laughs> through the door covered in blood, and I'm like, damn, come on. <laughs> can, you, can you please do your Jed impression one more time? I'll do it next time we talk. <laughs> okay, all right. So um, so you bust in, all bloodied, scarred. Uh, well, not really scarred, just kind of bloodied. You will bruised. be scarred. Well, yes. actually, no, you won't. Never mind. So uh, you you walk in, and uh, everyone shows concern for you. Specifically, probably your love interest comes to comes to grab you and be like, "Oh my god, are you okay? Like, what what happened?" And you're like, "I'm fine. Like, I, I'm okay." And you're you walk up not. to you're yeah, so not okay, extremely not. Um, God, how epic after like this like whole speech if she just died on the spot. Jed and falls over dead. <laughs> so you walk up to Jed and you're like, you piece of shit. You piece of work. There's a lot of like dialogue options for these scenes. Um, but generally you are saying, like, hey, this is the truth. There were two explosions, one went off, and this different mind chef to hide you know this 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 awful thing that jed did um you don't really immediately talk about jed driving you out to that mine and shooting you which i think is actually i would probably lead with that (laughs) right right i would lead with that information um but but either way you know once you tell your truth jed sort of shrugs it off and is like no she's crazy you know she's this is how she's dealing with her trauma it's very sad you know sometimes when we are dealing with things, we lash out on the people who are trying to help us the most, which is just like a big fuck you moment. Uh, oh, yeah, but that's the thing, though. Then you get the dialogue option because he said that. And I was like, oh, fuck you, man. And then the dialogue option comes up and one of them is just fuck you. And I was like, oh, good. The game knows what I want to say. Yeah, I'm choosing <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Save here. Save here. And then and then Diane. Wait, Diane? Yeah, Diane. She's, uh, Diane the, comes in right there just sort of supporting Jed and being like, listen, listen, you know, you shouldn't have been in the mine anyways. That's a very dangerous place to be. And, you know, you must be so emotionally hurt. I understand what you're going through. And, you know, all this, all this just kind of cover up stuff to make everyone else, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, vilify her really and mm -hmm. um you keep trying to convince people that it's like hey no this is a uh, th this bullshit happened and jed is not the person you think he is and and all this um but uh it, it sort of ends up revolving around the table of people of like you know who believes you and who doesn't so this is kind of where all of the choices come along to to come back really so depending on your interactions with them they will either vouch for you or vouch against you and hey this is the moment where i did i learned that i made most of the wrong choices i was gonna say you know we made different choices for almost everyone and i only had one person not go with me so uh only one person agreed with me weird was it so, eleanor yep weird <laughs> i made one right decision <laughs> See, that's the kind of shocking system that I do, you know what I mean? I'm really making all the wrong decisions. Uh, so, you know, for example, Pike won't go with you because you didn't take his fear. Yep, or if he's you very took afraid. his fear, he'll go with you. Yeah, if, if you took uh, his fear, he's like, I don't care. I'm not afraid of you anymore. I got this here USB stick. <laughs> it's great. Well, I think it's interesting that we got very polar opposite scenes because I think it really recontextualizes things differently because the way my scene played out was very, like, I actually kind of liked this part of it. The next part of it is is also interesting, but, but uh, this, this specific section was, like, I barged in, and again, with all of this evidence, with all this truth, with all this justice, and, like, no one fucking believes me. And, and I think and it has to be so frustrating to to feel like that. You know what I mean? And I and I I don't know. I, I think that worked well. I absolutely think based on that would strongly influence how you feel about whichever ending you chose, which we'll get to later. But I think how the town reacts to you presenting this evidence has to influence how you feel about and which decision you make at the end. Um, That's fair. And and I think that that lines up with the choices we made right because it's like ducky is there and he's just like oh yeah she's great i definitely trust her she's going through a hard time but i'm willing to at least you know he's, he's basically like these are absolutely wild claims that seem impossible but we do have to investigate him because she's legit uh and then eleanor is like oh you poor thing i'll get you mental help because sometimes it's hard to reach out when we're going through stuff and obviously pike said he wasn't afraid and there's one other person. Oh, Charlotte was alongside, and she's like, hey, I believe her. Of course I believe her. And then Steph obviously believes you because you gave her the rose. I'm assuming Steph believed for you, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Steph, Steph and Eleanor were the only people to believe in me, which was funny. Something funny about Eleanor's, like, I believe in you, was she almost sounded like she didn't believe in me. She just kind of wanted to, like, make me feel better, where she's like, well, I, I don't, we don't know everything, but I trust Alex. Mm -hmm. I trust her. I, I do trust her, but we don't know everything. I think the only one that I actually was interested in was in this scene, Ryan, because that's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the central tension here, right? Because Ryan is, he's Jed's son, right? So you're essentially barging in and being like, hey, your dad is not a hero. He's a monster. And also he just tried to kill me and he's the reason my brother died. And like, you know that. So... Now what do you have to do? And and this was also, I think, one of the more difficult ones. Like, I don't fully understand what choices you had to make to get him to agree with you or not. Because um, I think he, there's also one where he just, like, chooses not to do anything. But at least in my game, he does, like, go forward to his dad and be like, hey, like, 
just tell the truth like stop lying or stop whatever you're doing we can work through this we can find a way to like overcome this together we can work through whatever but you have to like tell the truth which then you get like a, a good scene of jed being like and i can't believe it you so, my own fucking son doesn't believe me and that's like when oh the next God. scene triggers um but it was like intense like he was screaming and i was like oh this is intense holy shit yeah my 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 ryan was just like no, Alex, you've gone way too far. You've gone way too far. What a now. shithead! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was basically like like listen like this. I get it. Your brother died, but this is too far. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not a Ryan stand anymore. I see the Ryan in my game. Not a problem. He's good. Like he he was conflicted. What did I do to under- Ryan? I think so. Just because part- I don't want to fuck him. <laughs> God, Ryan, calm down. Not so every I woman want... wants to fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. He's got that rugged mountain guy thing going, though. Um, <laughs> I think part of it definitely had to do with you taking Charlotte's anger, so that scene ended poorly, so Ryan did not come to, like... Because organically, when I was with Ryan, we found out that they set off the second explosion, so I think he was primed to believe mm. that. And then you do have the option to talk to him, and you can say a number of different things to him and you know i i chose to tell him i was sorry and i think maybe that pushed him over the edge i don't know for sure that's the maybe. only one that i'm not like oh here's a binary i got this pass so he believes me versus he didn't i don't know um but i think that was he was also by far the most interesting one of those so yeah but yes well, after that what happens y- Duncan? yeah so after that you enter a very interesting scene um you kind of go into like a weird they don't really make a big deal about it actually it actually kind of blends in really well with the black tavern scene but things significantly change there's a mm-hmm. lot of very interesting lighting effects some some you know kind of particle effects some some different kinds of like lights that resonate with the emotions that you've been uh, emotional colors that you've been seeing throughout the game passing through his eyes like red just kind of like going through his iris and things like that it looks way cooler than i'm trying to describe it yeah no, it's very it is... uh it's, it's cool it's very in keeping with the influences of all the supernatural parts it's got kind of like a lynchian vibe in in the way that it's like lit and shot and everything like that and, and it is just alternating sure. shots between alex's face and jed's face and jed's face his eyes are going everywhere man yeah, yeah, he he is definitely getting 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 sussed out. But um, so so you are just like kind of like monologuing about how he must feel and like talking about the people that you know, like being like, hey, that was my dad in there. He was a good, you know, he was a man, and you can say, you know, what kind of a man he was. Uh, and I think one of them is just like he was a like not a great man or i can't think of the exact yeah no that's the one i chose which was he was a fuck up yeah he <laughs> was like, a fuck up yeah yeah it, um, i mean it, you know it is what you would expect right she's like hey he messed up a lot and he didn't do everything right but he was still my dad uh, and i i loved all those choices i those yeah. th- those are the ones where it's like hey i know for a fact that these decisions aren't altering anything but they changed the tone of the scene so dramatically. This is what I want out of dialogue options if it's not going to have big sweeping effects. I want it to, like, feel impactful, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. And so as you're sort of coming down on him for this, you can see him getting more and more, like, 
you can tell it's affecting him more. Like he had that facade before of no, 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 Alex, you know, this is how people act when they're dealing with trauma, but now you've really got him in your grasp. And um, you, you sort of have this weird, like it's very, it's a very anime moment where you're kind of leave delivering the finisher and uh, you can choose to forgive or um, uh, condemn him. And what did you pick? What so, did you pick out? I'm pretty sure we picked different ones here because I condemned him because she's like, hey, you know, again, Alex's whole spiel is, hey, I, which this is, again, part of what makes Jed much better than uh, What's the his teacher. Name? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is his name? Not Matthews. I don't know why I'm thinking uh, Matthews. Jefferson. Jefferson. Um, it, it's like her whole thing is unpacking is like, hey, you made a decision and you fucked up and you couldn't handle that. And like you hated yourself. You hated who you became. And every time you tried to think about it, you hated yourself more and you dug yourself into this hole of self-loathing until you pasted over it with the story that you could learn to live with. And like, I understand who you are. And at that point I was like, yeah, I do. And Alex would forgive him. But also he fucking shot me. Like, right, right. If he had just (laughs) made a bad call and then gotten too scared to be a good leader, I'd have forgiven him. If he then told Typhon to cover something up and they didn't do it, and like there was end result of that was Gabe dying and he had no direct result in it, I'd have forgiven him. But then he shot me. So fuck him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it. What I really love about this scene too is that. And, and why forgive him felt so right to me personally is that you had spent that all those flashbacks learning like about covering up and burying your own shit mm-hmm. that like and bringing that back and and sort of a very like the truth will set you free kind of a thing that I'm like I, and I was also I was also worried about a lose condition I really was I was like is there going to be an ending where Jed, like, if I pick the wrong things, Jed does not, um, you know, decide to fess up or anything like that, which is not the case, as we'll, mm-hmm. you know, as we'll learn later. But I was genuinely worried about a lose condition, and that's why I picked forgive, because I feel like that would have been a, a, a more appropriate choice to get him to fess up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so. And I want to I talk about this decision, right? Because I, I like this whole scene quite a bit, and, you know, I think at least my read on the scene, which I don't know if, if again, I don't remember it specifically, but my read on it was this is like kind of Alex unlocking a new ability to see into the heart of somebody. This is not actually happening in real time. Um, it was kind of like a mental thing that was going on that she was like speaking to Jed emotionally. Um, but I I picked that condemn option. I felt like fucking shit afterwards. In many so ways, me, in many ways, more. it was it was it was validating that I was like, oh, I'm not this vengeful of a person because I did that and I felt awful about it because I I think that what you're saying, like that that whole process of kind of uncovering how this slippery slope becomes worse and then you get in over your head and like that. Again, what Alex is talking about, that like self-loathing piled on top of self-loathing piled on top of self-loathing until it's too much to even look at, so you have to tell yourself a lie. Like, it's a really powerful idea. It's a real, you know, it, it, it's easy to empathize with. It's easy to, like, become overcome emotionally thinking about that. Uh, 
and like I, I, you know, I made that decision to condemn him as somebody who was like he doesn't deserve forgiveness because he shot me, you know, <laughs> right? And like I, I still think he doesn't deserve forgiveness because he shot you, right? It, it was like just a little bit too far, but I like just the idea of being like, and I, I think part of it is like the way that scene is framed, the way that she like, you know, she's talking. Alex is talking very kind of. It's not. Uh, it's not like monotone. It's not free of emotion, right? But it's very calm and serene the entire scene. It's very much like, oh, hey, I know you. I understand you. It's like it's getting to the core, which is what makes it work with the, uh, you know, her voice and the way that she's delivering these lines opposite Jed's increasingly like, you know, quick movements and and the way that his eyes are darting and the way that the colors are changing and it's, it feels like he's becoming overwhelmed, right? It becomes this, this like really, that's what makes the scene work. And then when you choose condemn, it like shifts in a heartbeat and she doesn't keep that tone. She doesn't go like, oh, and I condemn you. Like her voice drops and it becomes like dead and angry. And it's like, oh, and I condemn you. And oh shit, it was like, I, I hated not that because, you know, Jed then breaks down in tears. And I think he does that either way. Um, You're right. Yeah. But he breaks down in tears. But it, I think part of it was like, oh, I didn't let Alex move on in that particular way, and I didn't allow her to form this connection with Jed that allows him some degree of levity. Like, he's going to have to live with what he did either way, but this is not like, you know, there's, and I wonder if this is is different for you, but there's like a news article you can read after the scene um, about like what happened, and they mention in mine that like Jed is in custody awaiting trial, and I don't know if they mention this in yours, but like he's under 24-hour suicide watch because of how he's acting. And it's no. like, oh yeah, like I That's not in mine. That was all on you, bud. Yeah, like I did not give this man an out and I did not give Alex the ability to like try and move past this in a natural way. And I I again, it was I don't think it was a wrong decision necessarily, but I it did not sit right with me at all after I had done it. It was the one thing that I wished I could have gone back. It was the only decision in the game I wish I could have gone back and changed, but you know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought about that a lot. And, and I didn't spend a lot of time on that screen. I'm like, forgive, easy, yeah. you know. And, and I and I took it from two points of like, you know, like I had talked about earlier, gamifying it and also, you know, Alex and her own personal journey. But, man, I got them Undertale vibes. I got to forgive everyone. I got to <laughs> spare everyone. I got to make everyone feel good, even though they do the, do the shittiest possible things. Doing the Life is Strange pacifist run, man. Right, right. Um, so I, I don't know, and I mean, it's the same scene. You know, it's the tears. It's the you know, and the, and everyone's staring. And they do not hold on that scene long enough. No, they really don't. They they hold on for for like three seconds of him crying. I want like at least twenty seconds of people like watching on and like uncomfort and shock mm-hmm. and like. I don't know. They they nail the facial expression so much in this game, and they robbed me of seeing that, and I, I was very upset by that. I'm like, you you made me fucking sit and listen to some music while I sat and just watched water on a bridge, <laughs> but you wouldn't give me 20 more seconds of the climax of the fucking game. Like, I was really mad about that. But, yeah. Um. Anyways, should we should we just kind of. Yeah, let's, this up let's so we move can on. Talk about it overall. Yeah, there's um, there's just one scene left that I think is, is pretty different either way. Um, which which I can take if you want, or you can go from there. I don't, I don't. Oh shit, I was reading. Scenes, that's so. right, that's right. 
Uh, why don't you go? Take yeah, it. so so it, it kind of cuts forward to, I don't know, ostensibly a week later, something like that. Alex is on her bed playing guitar, still in the apartment. Um, pretty much fine, pretty much healed in a way that's like, mm, I don't know about that one. You were shot, yeah. and you fell 100 <laughs> feet and hit probably 30 or 40 beams. You should Jet be dead. Some, <laughs> Jet has some bad aim. He, he was, like, yeah. literally five feet away from and he, At most, he could have grazed her cheek, which also is like, damn, and then you just threw yourself five feet back into the mine shaft? You shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> you, you got your cheek grazed, and you got fucking... Uh, a perfect uh, 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 oh god I was trying to think of a lotion brand you got perfect dove skin like she her skin is absolutely perfect no scars nothing yep you know it's fine um, but you know she wakes up and you know again you can do the sort of post credits e type stuff it is not obviously post credits but you walk around and sort of see the aftermath and you could read all your text messages and everyone in town reached out to you and you know you can see the facebook posts or the my neighbor posts or whatever the hell it's called and, and like i said read the read the the paper that kind of talks about everything and a bunch of reporters are trying to talk to you um, but you decide you want to kind of go up to the 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 rooftop and, and be by yourself but outside and as you are about to go up there's a knock on your door Again, I'm assuming this is all what happened for you. And you open the door, and Steph is there. Oh, right. and I forgot about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so she's there, and she's all bubbly, and she says that, like, hey, you know, I, I've, I've got big news I want to tell you. And she, like, holds up her bus ticket, and she rips it in half, and she's like, I just want to be with you. I don't, you know, like, I don't care if we travel the world. I don't care if we don't travel. I don't know. Like, I just want to be with you. It's not, it's not worth leaving Haven Springs if you're not with me, and I'll happily stay in Haven Springs with you if you want to do that. Uh, and then, you know, you basically tell her that she's given you a lot to think about, and it didn't feel like a conclusion, like a romantic conclusion to this story, but then it's she... such a weird so, fucking scene. It's very tacked on. They wanted a scene where you and Steph talk to each other directly, or I'm assuming also maybe you and Ryan, I don't know, um, talk to each other directly, and, like, it seemed like they needed to give you validation that Steph was willing to stay here for the final choice. Yep. And yes. I was like, I get it, but, like, it feels out of place. It feels that out makes... of place because she's too bubbly. It happens too quick. It happens out of nowhere. And then she just leaves immediately. And, like, none yes. of it makes sense. <laughs> That's what fucked with me. I'm like, you're just going to leave after that? Yeah. That's it's... so weird. You know, and she could have stayed there. She could have stayed there, and you could have said, hey, you know what? I need, I need a couple minutes. I'm going to go up to the roof. I just need some alone time. Yeah. And that would have fit perfectly fine. But she just is like, you're like, yeah, that that gives me a lot to think about. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go then. Mm -hmm. Bye. And it feels like it feels like I fucked up somehow. Like, like I made her leave. Yeah. (laughs) It's very bizarre. I don't I don't like it. But uh, then you go up to the roof and you sit down on the roof and kind of you know take in Haven Springs and have a monologue about you know what Haven Springs is. But as you are up there, you begin talking about like oh I don't know just what should I do next? And you turn and you know Gabe is sitting there next to you at the table where you kind of had your chat in episode one and you know obviously he's not actually there but you know he, he no talks- he's there oh you're right I forgot he's just alive now <laughs> yeah, okay yeah weird. <laughs> My love um, option is open and my brother is alive? Is beautiful. this an end credits? <laughs> uh, maybe you really did die down there. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fan theory for sure. Ooh. <laughs> 
but you you know you talk to him and so again i i don't fully understand this part but because okay. I, I don't understand how the game decides to make this decision because i i'm assuming this is different for you but i don't know so you are trying to decide whether to leave haven springs or not and you say just like oh well what should i do and you know gabe turned to me and was like oh well i know what you should do you should leave haven springs and then you have the option or you should stay in haven springs and you have the option to be like yeah or really and i chose yeah and then like a couple of minutes later he's like you know what actually you shouldn't you should leave and go travel the world you got time to do it why not and then she just sort of like laughs it off but you don't get an option to respond to that and then gabe goes into like this long spiel about like well okay here's what i can give you you know here's this and then it gives you a montage did you choose really at that point yeah yeah okay and i'm assuming and i got did, the exact same thing so you got the same montage that i did about yes. life in haven springs yes that feels really out of place yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it felt like it felt like a fucking it felt like stay in like Haven Springs you. propaganda. Yeah. So if you if you go down this road, he gives you this montage, and he's like, "Well, here's what I can show you." And it's basically you get a montage of what your life would be like in Haven Springs, and you see yourself kind of growing up alongside these people, and at least in our version of it, you and Steph are there together, and you're. You know, she she stayed with you, and you kind of both work at the record store, and there's a fun montage of you guys dancing and, like, air jamming out to music and, you know, fall changing to winter and people meeting up inside and the Black Lantern becoming, like, a, a community-run establishment and, and you all playing games with Ethan. You know, just like, hey, here's everybody thriving and living their best life, and here's you as a part of it and you being in a community. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's really nice. And then the game's like, okay, so now which do you want to choose? And it's like, well, you just you just spent a five-minute montage of Gabe like explaining how great life would be, and he has voiceover for the whole thing. <laughs> or I can do a thing that's barely been explained. Like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, I, I this is so bizarre. It's so weird. And I and I thought we would get a or and then he would show the other way. And then it would just cut to black no matter which one you decided. Like, I thought that was the natural progression of things, right? Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like, I get the fantasy of uh, the fantasy aspect of it. You know what I mean? It's like, your life would literally be perfect if you stayed here. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you can get that for either one, I feel like. But it is so weird that they decided just to really focus in on this one thing. And again, like I said, it, it feels like stay in Haven Springs propaganda. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't like it. I, I, I was very upset about that because I was convinced that I wanted to stay because it kind of felt like a, a, a way of saying, I am going to stop like, uh, I guess not like walking away from these things, but like getting like establishing a true home for myself yeah. and like, fuck the rest. I'm staying in a place no matter what has happened here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and, and all those things that Gabe said is so encouraging, but I'm like, well, what happens if I don't, because you know, I'm that mad hacker and everything mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. but it, it just, I don't know. The game so desperately wanted to tell one story. It, it really did. And that's, it's got, 
I mean, honestly, it, it's got a little bit of Life is Strange 1 syndrome in that way, right? Like, oh, yeah. They yeah. they have this... Haven Springs as a community is the focal point of this story, and it's about Alex finding her place in that community. So it doesn't, like, from the story aspect, it doesn't make sense for her to leave, right? It makes sense for her to overcome right. and for her to change it and for her to have an impact on the town. And it makes sense. There's always a Chen in Haven Springs, whether or not we do that at the start. There's always one. Um <laughs> But, like, that story makes sense. And it's kind of the same way in Life is Strange 1. Again, spoilers if you haven't played Life is Strange 1. You know, the ending of that has whether or not, like, I've watched those two endings, right? I chose the ending where it's like, oh, you and Chloe go off together because I was like, I, this is, you know, powerful and that's what I want to do. And it's like a 15, 20 second scene of you driving through a ruined town. But then the ending that's the one that they want you to do is like a 10-minute scene that's emotional music playing and it's, you know, revisiting a bunch of things and closing up themes and it, it's like... And it, Chloe fucking dies and you cry at her casket and shit like God, that. that like, shit fucking sucked. Uh, it sucked to watch. It was good, but it, it, it was manipulative and it hurt. Um, like it, it just... It is the conclusion for the story they were wanting to tell and the way they were telling it. And it, again... This is just so blatant because they give you the answer of, hey, this is the story we're telling before they have you make that decision. And I think that, like, the decision is interesting, right? I think that the decision of, like, hey, do I stay here in this place where I finally found a community and I, I finally feel at home and they've accepted me and I've kind of, like, made a big impact already, but also it's the site of, like, I was almost murdered here. My apartment is above a bar that was run by the person who almost murdered me. My brother died here. My dad died here. Uh, this is like, it's a dangerous and difficult place for me to exist in. And it's emotionally difficult to be here. But they don't give you that side of it. And I think part of it is because it's like, well, what what are you going to do? Show her and Steph playing music at a bunch of stadiums or bars or whatever? Like, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to have the same emotional impact. But it is a really interesting choice that they just don't lean into in a way that I think is, is I don't know, it, it doesn't feel complete. But it was a good choice. <laughs> it sucks that they really put all their effort into one of the two options. Yeah, they... they... I feel like they had the budget to say or and then give you the other option because I do really think that it would have been that scene would have been justified if they would have also told us what would happen if we decide to leave. And like yeah. it would have taken some of the gravitas of the the, the 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 choice away, but at the very least it would have felt a little bit more equal. You know they, what I mean? They just shouldn't have given us that scene. They shouldn't have. Uh, they should have, but yeah. they should have given us two different scenes. But it shouldn't have happened until you made your choice, and then it should be the montage afterwards of like, okay, well, you made okay. your choice, and and again, so, it's not Gabe saying this is what happens. It's Gabe saying, hey, imagine this life, and I think yeah. it. There's no reason for them to have given that before they made the choice because then you, as the player, are significantly impacted by the information they give you. Right? It's yeah. You so, are imagining that life, even if it's not what you think makes sense for the character. I want to know, can you show me what the other ending is? Like, what does that ending look like? I want to know, can you show me? Of, like, hypothetically? No, of, like, what, what it, when you pick to stay, what happened? You don't, like, what, there, what there's you not get? really that much after when you pick Nothing? to stay. 
I, I'm what trying happens? to remember because it, it's like you know that's it, a bad sign. It does the you know it does the pull away where you make the decision and then it like cuts back to Alex sitting next to an empty chair because Gabe's not there, which I'm mm-hmm. assuming it does no matter what. But like I don't right. really remember. Okay, <laughs> if you choose to leave, Gabe gets resurrected in a holy <laughs> Final Fantasy VII resurrection light. It's um, but I don't really remember anything. Honestly, I'm like I should YouTube it because I don't did anything. YouTube it while I tell you what happens. In yeah, mine. you do that because I'm. Did you, I, now did you I have look into it? Look it up. No, I did, did not. I have no okay. idea what happens in yours. So it's so disappointing, man. It is so disappointing. You get a cut, and you're like, yeah, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to leave. And you um, get, like, kind of like a hard cut. I think you get a scene where you're leaving on a bus, and people are waving you away. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice. Like, it's very brief. Uh, but then you're instantly at a stadium. You get a text from Stephanie that says, you're going to kill it. Steph. It'll be great. And you have a guitar. Mm-hmm. And you walk onto stage with the guitar, and you're like, "Hey, folks!" And then it cuts off. That sucks. So, so like, okay, that's so the scene with both Ryan and with Stephanie Steph. because you fucking it doesn't matter because they text you. They're not even fucking there to like kiss you and be like, "You're gonna be great." Wow. Or what I expected, Stephanie left to play music. Like, why am Steph. I not playing music with Stephanie? I why am I by I myself? Can't stress also, enough. It's not Stephanie. It's Steph. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> also, when you were like, "What do you want to do with your life?" Gabe asked you, "Like, what do you want to do?" I said, "I want to help people." So why the fuck am I playing music? <laughs> also, in the game stats, it's a, like sixteen percent of people said they were interested in helping people or in playing music and like 68% of people said they were interested in helping people. So why, what? Yeah. Music is not a big part of Alex's character. It doesn't feel like, I mean, it is, but it's like playing music is not like a huge aspiration. So why is the ending so focused on music? I, I, I don't know. I hated it. I was very mad. You're, you're justified there. Uh, I, I think, um, Part of it, first off, I, the thing that I wanted to say was I, I, I also chose that I wanted to help people, but that was another decision where I was like, your three options are I want to help people, I want to play music, and I just want to, like, belong somewhere. I'm yeah. like, why the fuck did I choose I want to help people? I've been choosing every fucking option in this entire game that's I just want to belong somewhere, and then they give me the option to say the official thing, and I'm like, oh, she wants to help people, obviously. It's like, that's not fucking it. Um, but no, I did watch the scene and it is also exactly as fucking nothing. It literally hard cuts from that scene to Alex sitting on the dock with like her leg up with some indie music playing. And then she stands up and walks off towards the town in the sunset and the credits roll. Fuck these ending endings. (laughs) Fuck this shit. They literally gave you a full ending because they showed you. The idealized yeah. They fucking scrubbed you. They scrubbed? No, they did. They absolutely, I was like, this is the ending to Scrubs. They're doing the <laughs> ending to Scrubs, and it's working again. <laughs> the book of love is long No, don't, 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 don't. Play the whole ending to Scrubs. <laughs> Just play it right now. It is, it is fucked up that you did not get an ending. Like, genuinely and truly, you do not get an ending. Uh... <laughs> I don't know why they did that. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Why did they show my ending before the choice? 
Uh, it's propaganda. It it's is true propaganda. bullshit. They had the story they wanted to tell, and it was a good story, but then they let you choose the wrong ending. So on that topic, I, I kind of want to, on that topic, I want to talk about this whole game. I feel like this shit's so railroaded. I'm not mad about it. I am not mad about it because I think Life is Strange 2 felt like they were trying very, very hard to make sure you felt like your choices mattered, right? There were like eight endings to that game. There were. There Um, were not eight. There were four, but yes. Four. Okay, whatever. But (laughs) I feel like there were variances in them, though. There were. I mean, yeah, but they were four different-ass endings, right? Right, right. And And you didn't have full control over which one you got because it was like, hey, which choices did you make along the way? It was the best implementation of that in the series to date. Right, right. And I just... I feel like this really didn't... I I feel like my choices did not matter that much in this game. Literally, no matter what, Jed was going to break down in tears. I was going to, you know, proceed and decide to move one way or the other. I'm not mad about it. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure... I I just wanted to ask, what do you feel? Do you feel like your choices mattered in in this game in that same way that you have gotten that feeling from previous games? Um, no. Uh, I... To be clear, I didn't really get that feeling that much from the previous games. Um, I think there sure. are moments that matter, and I think in this one that kind of culminates in in the the bar scene where everybody's deciding whether or not to like, you know, stand up for you. Uh, and I think that it it does the thing that I'm fine with, which is your choices matter for telling the story. They don't matter for what the story is, right? So they matter for, hey, are you close to this person? How do they react to you? Hey, which scene do you, like, which emotional depth scene do you get with this? Which one of these two characters do you choose to pursue a potential relationship with, right? Like, th- it matters in that respect. And I think that was good. And I think we've, we've seen some of the differences, you know, with, with Eleanor and Riley's storyline and, and with, with um, um, Charlotte's storyline and everything like that. And I think those are good. But you're right, like, at the end, is like, everything's gonna be the same, and we're gonna do the Life is Strange 1 thing, where we make a choice that is not influenced by any choice that we've made previously in the entire game at the very end, because you can sort of change your mind entirely. But also, it <laughs> sucks, because you're not really making a choice, because you get nothing afterwards. Um, but yeah, like, I, it doesn't, like you said, I'm not mad. It's a good story that they're trying to tell. I just wish that they would not, like, it feels like the the decisions that you had to make, the decisions where they did the split screen and you had to choose left or right didn't really feel necessarily any more important than the decisions you were just making along the way. Condemn versus forgive Jed felt just as important as stay slash leave, felt just as important as take fear slash don't take fear, felt just as important as give Rose to Steph or give Rose to Ryan or don't give Rose, right? Like, it felt like it was arbitrary which ones they were saying, hey, these are important decisions versus which ones they weren't. Like, obviously, some of them, you know, did change things and and the the tone of the story changes, but it, it... like, I would never replay lose... this game, you know? Right. Do you think a lose condition would be appropriate in this in this, no. in this, in this sense of, no, like... No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. that would suck. I... So, imagine playing this game for nine <laughs> hours, and then you're emotionally invested in these characters, and you make a decision, and they're like, and then Alex dies, and the town covers it up, and the billion-dollar company keeps running away. Like, I would be so fucking <laughs> Alex... mad. 
Alex is hung in the town square. (laughs) It's fine if it's like, hey, you made these Like, I don't mind the idea of I made these choices so character storylines end differently, right? I don't mind, you know, again, we're going to keep going to this episode one uh, or season Life is Strange one well of like, yeah, like Kate, her story ends drastically differently based on you know, well, I mean, nobody's story ends drastically differently. It all ends in the same nothing state. But, you know, whether Kate decides to, you know, live or die is like, that's a hugely impactful moment. That's one of the best moments in the entire series, and it has no impact on the ending whatsoever. And that's fine. Like, they can just do that. They should lean more into that sort of a thing. But an actual yeah. lose condition, like, I, I don't, I, I don't well, mind if an ending is, you know, Life is Strange 2 had less satisfying endings. It had endings where it's like, oh, this is kind of a bad life for these two brothers. But it was still like a conclusion that made some degree of sense. And I still want that. I don't want like a conclusion where, oh, hey, these characters are all dead now or something. No. Which I guess no, we I actually did get, it, did get that in Life is Strange too. <laughs> there was an ending that was like that now that I think about it. Um, well, I don't necessarily want that. I'm saying more like kind of like our decision from before, like like that we were predicting, but not as much of a decision and more based on like your standings mm-hmm. with these characters. So like based on how many people believed you or didn't believe you was, hey, you know, like Typhon wins in a way, but like you get the peace of mind to like move on as you know what happened. Truly, you know what happened, but not everyone in the world knows what happened. Yeah. And I feel like that's still an appropriate ending. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be fine. Yeah, I, I just feel like me having literally no one believe me and, you know, just kind of like felt like, hey, I was not affected by this at all. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? And by the end. so. And again, I think that that's fine. Like, that feeds into the idea that in the version of the story that you got, it makes sense for Alex to leave because the town was essentially turning their backs on her. And in mine, the town was essentially welcoming her and saying, we believe you will stand up for you. But then it, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, right. it's not like that meant that you got a different scene. It's not like in the version of the dialogue that you got, Alex, is like, this town just doesn't feel like home to me. You know, it's. It was still like, yeah, but here's a nice Haven Springs montage for you. It was like, okay, like, again, it, you're telling a story, and it's a good story, but you're making it seem like you're allowing me to deviate in a way that makes it less satisfying, which they these games have always done. You know, there's always been a, hey, I watched both of those scenes, and one of them was better than the other, but at least in Life is Strange 1, you could watch both of those scenes and then choose the one you liked more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I want to talk about this game as a whole. You know, I I, I do want to talk. I want to talk about this game as a whole. I want to talk about where it sits in the pantheon. Um, let's just let's. I, I have one question here from the greatest story ever played at Story Everpod on Twitter. Um, we Thank you. we were on their episode for Coffee Talk. is good good podcast. Go check it out. They've covered an incredible number of the same games that we have. So if you've been like, oh hey, I really want to hear people talk more about X game, chances are they've they've got an episode on it. So go check it out. Um, but they but asked, check us first. Yeah, check. Mm, I mean, obviously. sorry, never mind. Look, hey, never mind. hey, Checks both. I don't care if listen you listen to it at the same time. I don't care which one you listen to first. Just make sure you download our episode also. Like, <laughs> listen to whatever one you want. I don't know whether or not you listen to it. I just see the numbers go up by one. Um, 
They ask, after finishing True Colors, how would you rank Life is Strange series in terms of favorite to least favorite? And then also, it seems like Deck oh. 9 will be doing Life is Strange games from now on. How do we feel about that after Before the Storm and True Colors? Uh, and I think that one's kind of interesting, too, because it does seem like um, Don't Nod is maybe moving in a different direction and Deck 9 is going to be taking over for the Life is Strange franchise. What was the name of the game with the twins? <laughs> Who made that one? That was Don't Nod. Are we counting that one as a Life is Strange game? It doesn't have Life is Strange in the title. Oh, fuck yeah, we're counting that as a Life is Strange game? <laughs> yeah, Are you kidding it's, me? It's not a Life is Strange game, though. Oh, piss off. It's a Life <laughs> is Strange game. Well, all right, put that one on the bottom. We don't need to talk further about it. Wait, tell me why was Don't Nod. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're right. Yeah, yeah. So okay. the Pantheon, so we've got Tell Me Why, apparently. We've got Life is Strange 1, Life is Strange 2, Life is Strange True Colors, Life is Strange Before the Storm, and then we have the additional Life is Strange Captain Spirit. Uh, and I think that was it. I guess we could count Twin Mirror as a, as a Life is yeah. Strange game technically, too, I guess. We didn't play Twin Mirror. <laughs> yeah, but I think, like... I, think, I think because of that, we take off yeah. the Twin one. It's not a Life is Strange game. Fine, um, fine, fine. Also, fine. there's that other one. Um, no, that was just a bonus episode. The one. Um, oh, right. What was <laughs> the, that called? Fucking. Life Max's is Strange Sad Porn or whatever. Yeah. What um, did you just say? Life is Strange Sad Porn. The one that the one that's like <laughs> oh, I thought, the goodbye no, I the goodbye episode. I thought you said fan porn. No, like, no, no, no. There's subreddits full of that. I'm sure, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, you said I'm sure like you haven't seen <laughs> I said I'm sure because I don't know if there's subreddits full of it um, no so it's what I cannot farewell that's it farewell 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 and Captain Spirit are like one offs but I would say of those bottom to top I, I, I don't know maybe you can go with me on this journey maybe you can right. farewell's right. at the bottom Farewell's at the bottom. I mean, Farewell shouldn't really count. It's not a whole game. Right, just... but neither is Captain Spirit, so. I Captain. I don't even count Captain Spirit. Oh, it doesn't absolutely. have Life is Strange before it, so I don't fucking it does. count it. Life is Strange, the adventures of Captain Spirit, right? Fuck! <laughs> okay. Yeah, Fine. Life is Strange, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. All right, all right. I put Captain Spirit not, I above. I put that above sad porn. Yes, the sad porn one is like I get it. People were itching for those characters, and they were like, "Haha!" And then at the end, it's like, "Isn't this tragic?" And I was like, "Fuck off! Just actually fuck off! Come on!" Um, <laughs> I don't even remember what happens at the end of that. The one. end of it is just like because it's Max and Chloe, and it's the day that Max is leaving, oh, and then it's like, "Oh, right. also, it's the day that Chloe's dad dies." And I was like, "I was pretty sure those were not on the same day, but whatever." And it's like, "You right. just stop trying for this cheap bullshit. Like, tell a story. Don't." People liked it. I don't begrudge people for liking it or wanting to spend more time with those characters, but uh, it was bad. Okay, it was all right. Good. So then, Captain so Spirit. Now we've just it. got. Then we got the three games, right? Yes. So then we have Life is Strange 2. No, four games. Life is Strange 2, Before the Storm, True Colors, and Life is Strange 1. Right. I re- I'm going to put two on the bottom of that list. I I'll think be real. I, I think I do, too. And I don't think two is bad. I Honestly, no, no. if two had come out all at once, or if two had come out one week after another episode, it would probably be higher. But my or if ex- Daniel wasn't such a little shit, like... <laughs> But but <laughs> we praised two's ending a lot because two had a really good ending because yeah, yeah. of the way that it was dynamic and also it had a really good chapter three with the weed farm episode which was so good right 
But you know episode what? two was pretty bad. Episode four was like Episode four had a really good scene with their mom talking about why she left and everything. That part was good. But I But I, David uh, was in it. <laughs> David was in that one. David was in that I actually might put two above Before the Storm. I frankly can't tell you much about Before the Storm. I, I don't really remember what happened in that one. This is, I, I'm gonna put Before the Storm on the bottom, then two above it. I so I'm partially inclined to agree because I think backtalk mode sucked. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but but uh, on the flip side of that, I think before the storm still had for me personally the most emotional power emotionally powerful moment in the entire series right, when Chloe is right. really mad at the junkyard no. and then turns around and like punches a car and it turns out it's her dad's car who got like got ruined. And I was like, oh, no, I, I think you're confusing that. that. I think you're confusing that with the scene where um where where the garbage can gets kicked over and that character screams and the full forest starts on fire. Yeah, that part was cool too. I did like that. That character being Rachel Amber, the most important. Rachel in the whole Amber. Yeah. Right. I have a really hard time with names. You know what? Just you know, know what? that yeah. I know which Before the rich. storm on the bottom, because they had the post credit scene which showed Rachel Amber's phone buzzing in the dark room, and I'm fucking mad about that still too. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Peace and then love. Then two. We- then two. Then. Whoo! This is tough. How, is how tough. do I separate my emotions from the actual game? Because I was in such a spot to be blown away by one. I was in such an emotionally vulnerable state. I was not prepared for what these games were. I came into it with no preconceived notions. <laughs> I came into True Colors with a lot of expectation and being kind of tired of this format. Sorry, one's better. Sorry. I, I hate to say it. I want to make an argument for True Colors, but one is just better. I, I, I don't know how to say it. I mean, uh, too damage? Do I say that? I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it, it was a strike of lightning. It was lightning. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I will always remember that game. Mm-hmm. It's it's in my heart. True Colors will also be in my heart, but just one is just better. I, there are things about one that are or True Colors that are so much better about one. Like like the the visuals have have astronomically been completely overshadowed. Yeah, but I just do you remember? every single piece of dialogue that David had. No. Why would I? Exactly. They were all trash. Do you uh, rem- I'm sorry. Do you remember every single piece of dialogue that Mac had? No. Mac wasn't a primary character. <laughs> Mac had Okay, okay. Six uh, minutes how about of screen Ryan time. then? Ryan. Ra- okay, Ryan's story was really bad. That was the only part about Ryan that I really disliked. That story <laughs> was really bad. But we didn't have to clean up bottles in a junkyard. Do you? We didn't have to spill beans on some dumb biker's plate and have him go, oh, my beans, and then literally try to I, kill you. Alex, I hate to tell you, but I genuinely liked the scene of the junkyard. Where you I collect look back at that with you. Where you collect bombs. Yeah, but remember that time where you accidentally shoot Chloe or Chloe shoots you or someone shoots yeah. someone else? Yeah, it's you shoot Chloe, but that's after you collect the bottles. That's after I, I don't care. 30 minutes fades away. of walking All around collecting away. bottles. All that fades away. I still love that game more. Sorry. Peace and love. <laughs>
I think that one is it. It'll be impossible for me to say True Colors is. I I liked True Colors more than one because I you you are right. It is a lightning in a bottle effect. I think True Colors is better than one, but I liked one more. Uh, From I a just, technical standpoint and a writing standpoint, True Colors is better than one. Also, Jefferson sucks, and that twist was not great. And the fucking shitty club that you have to like the high school party you have to walk through sucks. The side characters suck. All of your decisions do literally mean nothing because you turn back time to erase them. Like uh, some of the the walking choice... backwards and talking backwards stuff in the hallway is literally just ripped straight from Twin Peaks. Like there's there's a lot of things about one that I think are bad. I I but I I do love that game. There's a reason that Episode Four of Life is Strange One is like our third or fourth favorite game of all time on our podcast. Like it's Episode Four was good enough to make me forget a lot of the other stuff. Because also the puzzle in Episode Four of Life is Strange One, where you have to like put together everything to figure out where the dark room is, is the only good puzzle that's ever been in a Life is Strange game. The mechanics in this one are nothing. They There's are literally, nothing. I I put my controller down so many times during this this game. Yeah, yeah. The this game is really the good, least though. game that it could possibly be. Yeah, I I will say this if. They had continued to do interesting things with the power and true colors being something that had sway over Alex. If it had continued in the way of like, hey, she is afraid of people who are having strong emotional reactions because she inhabits that emotional reaction and it's not a conscious decision, I think I would be maybe speaking differently. Yeah. But they just step away from that so quickly. I think they needed those extra three or four hours to explore that. I hate to say it, but I think they needed that time to explore. And usually I'm not an advocate for longer games, but I, I think this game needed more breathing worm for the power. Yeah, it needed it needed a little bit more. I, I do think that I'm very happy they didn't include a bunch of fluff stuff, um, but also I did need like just a little more time with some of the characters, just a little more time of Alex like transitioning from being an outsider to being part of the town. Uh, I feel like there was a lot that happened in the the sequences in but like there was a lot that happened in the the chapter breaks that they didn't let us see and I think some of that would have been important but I'm also glad that this game was only 10 hours because <laughs> we had to play it straight through right um, right I I I would put both Life is Strange 1 and True Colors on an A and an A+. Plus. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I I think we are in agreement though that one is is probably one it's hard for one to be topped because of what it was and because no one was expecting it um but for the second part of that question uh seems like deck nine will be doing life is strange games from now on cool that's fine yeah they're doing well with it now that they tried to tell their own story as long as steph doesn't become like the character because she's been in both of them i'm fine we gotta talk about steph she's why let's real quick uh, Nuna Gamer at Gamer Nuna on Twitter also said that oh, I think sorry. the game is well thought out and executed. Love the graphics, story, and choices that actually change your future, even though she hasn't watched other gameplays, so she's not sure if it actually changes that much. It does not. <laughs> as, it as does found not. Out, I'm it sorry does to say. Not. Um, but I agree with every other sentiment there that the the graphics, the story, the execution, all all extremely well done. Just unfortunately, uh, maybe do yourself a favor and don't watch the other other uh, endings and other games, then don't play it again because. Some of the magic will wear away. <laughs> to give love again, the voice acting, the facial, the facial animation in this game, 
there is not one point, maybe a couple points with some of the NPCs, but with the main characters, not one point where I'm like, these faces are bad. Mm. You can go back and listen to any episode of Life is Strange. I always complain about the faces because yep. when they're delivering these emotional lines, they look so fucking weird and it's, it takes me out of it so hard. This finally captured that and i'm so happy they finally got it right mm-hmm. not a single character in this entire game ever showed up dripping wet and thank god for that they i learned. will say they showed too much teeth they did show a lot of te- not on everybody though just on like no steph and steph steph does yeah. a lot of teeth steph does a lot of teeth jed has too much mustache and it makes it so that sometimes it doesn't look like his face is moving too much but outside of that <laughs> Outside of that, perfect characters. I mean, I, out, again, I will say it. We ranked the the Life is Strange games in terms of favorite to least favorite, um, or least favorite to favorite, I guess is what we did. But uh, if we were doing that with playable characters, Alex would be top of oh. the list, no question. Oh, yeah. asked whatsoever. Yeah, like she's just so much more of a real character than everyone. Like Chloe would be second for sure, but Alex is top of the list, I think, by a by a wide margin. Ooh, you're putting Alex higher than than Chloe. I'm putting Alex higher than Chloe because Chloe is like, I I love her as a character. I think she's super important as a character, and I but I just think Alex is is just damn. Someone's just better. Someone's gonna someone's gonna have to get you a new poster. Damn, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's oh. a better written character. I think she she's is. more consistent. No. She's. I, I'm not going to say she's better voice acted because I think the Ashley versus is an incredible job with Chloe. But I, I you Ooh, know, I, I that's a tie. Sorry, go ahead. That I think, um, generally speaking, just the most fun character and the only one that like, I I think, and I, I mentioned this kind of earlier that I think the walking around, getting insights into things is not usually the best part of these games. Uh, and I think this was the one where it felt the least like they were just trying to pad with content. Like, and it still felt like that sometimes where it was like, I didn't need to be able to look at that fan. I didn't need to be able to look at that rice cooker because you didn't have something interesting to say about it. But I think the, the, the particular lines they give Alex tend to be a little bit better. So it smoothed some of those curves out. And then I think the emotional moments were just extremely, extremely well done. And she feels the most like a person. And I like that. I love Max. Everybody loves Max. I love Max. She's great. But like also, kind of cringe sometimes and like in a yeah. in a fun way but in a way that's like a little much for 12 hours or whatever so i i'll agree with you that max or not max excuse me alex is the best is the, is the best player character for sure yeah 100 percent. i'm just surprised you you pegged you pegged chloe down like that look that's crazy to me i i like chloe a lot i I sympathize with Chloe much more than I sympathize with Alex or empathize with, with Chloe much more than I empathize with Alex. But at the end of the day, like Alex doesn't have a back talk mode and I can't look past that. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I think, I think our feelings on this game are pretty clear. I think we can, I think we can kind of bundle this one up. Yeah. I, uh, real quick, I, I stopped you before we talked about it. I'm cool. If Steph's not in the next one. She's yeah, fine. Yeah, we gotta talk about Steph. I don't. I don't have anything against Steph. I think she's a perfectly no. fine character, but I don't think she's a good enough character to tie this Life of Strange universe together. That would be so cool. If Steph appeared in every game. Like the remaster comes out for one, and she's in there somehow. 
<laughs> that would be so great. She's the link. Actually, I I feel like you would be you would be bussing if 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 David I'm, came out. I would be what? Bussing. <laughs> You'd be busting if David came out. If David showed up in this game at some point, I would have fucking... If David showed up in this game, you better believe it would have been two or three games lower on our list. No, dude. If you just saw David licking some ice cream outside the ice cream <laughs> shop, and it was, just, it was just a character named David, and he's just eating ice cream, and you're like, hey. He's like, hey. And, and then you read his mind, and he's like, god damn it, I fucking... I wish I could... Just be in the military again. <laughs> this ice cream reminds me of the fact that I'm a veteran and I don't know how to connect with my daughter. Gah! <laughs> you would love it. You would love it. It would be funny if it was self-aware. Um, but, you know, thank God he's not in this one. So, and, and you know what? The fucked up thing is I'm probably going to play that, that DLC, that Steph story. I'm not interested in it. But also, there's like a completionist aspect of me that's like, oh yeah, well that's we the only piece everything. of Life is Strange content we haven't played. So like, we're gonna play it, and we'll probably talk about it because yeah, yeah, we, we, there's gonna be a oh maybe maybe that's where we get a we ask for a special guest. Oh maybe ooh maybe maybe that's our Halloween episode because it's spooky how unnecessary it feels. <laughs> Scary DLC making you pay more than $60. (laughs) Your wallet will be terrified. Uh, So we'll we'll play that at some point and we'll talk about it. But it's, you know, again, she's fine. She's not even the best love interest in the game. She's like the third best love interest in the game. So I don't know. Yeah. I hope. I hope she is not like, or, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll play this DLC and I'll be like, oh, actually, she's great. When she's the central character, she's great. But I doubt that. How do I just buy the... Dog, I don't fucking know. I'm not going to try to figure that out edition. right now. Zombie Crypt Outfit? What? Life is Strange Remastered Zombie Crypt Outfit. What is this? I... It's just an outfit for Chloe where she's wearing a zombie shirt. That was the other thing that I kept forgetting to talk about every single episode we have recorded. You can change your clothes, you know, and that's fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that. that. I never once changed it because every single time I was like, oh, the best outfit's just the one that she started in. Okay. There's a specific deluxe upgrade that you can buy. I don't know how much it is because it says NA, but I'm Mm. guessing it's $10. That was also an... Sorry, that was also mm-hmm. the link between all the Life is Strange games. Is one of the outfits you can choose as Alex has like the little hot dog man on it, and I think that's very cute. Right, right, a link between worlds. Right, right, right. There well, is now, now there is an Alex outfit pack for four dollars, but all of the shirts have cats on them. I don't <laughs> fail to see an issue with this. <laughs> She's just buying a cat outfit pack. What's? I don't know what's the problem with this. Man, you know what I also love about that about about the last chapter or the fourth chapter is that you're like you're like, "Man, I better get out of this dress right now." And I'm like, "Oh, something actiony is about to happen." <laughs> uh, Cuz she she's wearing a dress during the yeah. the rose festival and then she changes into like jeans and a, a sweatshirt. And I'm like, "Hmm. Something's about to happen that would not be appropriate in a dress." Mm, yep. It's uh yep. <laughs> Look at all these cat outfits. Wow, those are some powerful. I really, those are the best outfits in the game. 
that sucks. Yeah. That sucks that the best outfits in the game are, are like this. Also, hey, I'm not um I'm not going to make any judgment calls, but Life is Strange True Colors, very positive reviews on stream. Life is Strange True Colors Deluxe <gasps> Edition, mixed reviews. So Ooh, just okay. saying some people You know we you know you know what I never got to do? Hmm. I never got to do a that's a crit to me on Life is Strange. That's wild. That's it's prime stuff for it. Uh can I try real quick? Yeah, Let's, sure. We can uh, we can cut out a I... minute or two of dead air while you look for ones by biggest. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, maybe I'll do this for a proper section. I'll find some funnier reviews. Um let's let's head out. Let's let's do it. What glad to have talked about it. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of Life is Strange True Colors, a podcast by Thoughts from Player One, come check us out on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash thoughts from or at thoughts from P1. Uh, that's all the P1 with the with the number there. Uh, Facebook, we're there. You can just search Thoughts from Player One. Our email is thoughts from player one at gmail.com. Um, we have a uh, Twitch that we are taking a hiatus from, it seems like, to be honest. Well, it's we're waiting. Been, with peace and love, it's been too busy. We're waiting for your fucking Ethernet cable to show up. It's in. It's in. It's I did been not in know for this. A couple days. You never okay, told I'm sorry. me. But right, also, I'm sorry. yeah, I'm it sorry. has been too busy. We wouldn't have had time anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's just been too many games to play, uh, and it's just been busy. So, so we'll we'll come back to Danganronpa if you're a huge Danganronpa fan. I doubt it. Uh, anyways, uh, so. Um, I don't think we have anything else. There's a Discord in the description. Uh, we're on all the podcasting apps, so come check us out. And and, and did I miss anything? Mm, I don't think so. And 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 oh, oh no! <laughs> in the left corner, the riddle, the the fact master, Alex. That's me. Are you ready to play another one of my games? Well, don't you want to introduce yourself again? Because you had such a good name. I don't want people to forget it, my good friend. How could I forget? I am Gertrude, master of facts. Fake ones and real ones. (laughs) I'm so ready, Gertrude. Please, please bring me back into your realm of weird facts and potions. (laughs) Do you see the walls are all made of... Black sludge and witch's brews? I do see that. It feels like it's got to have terrible insulation in the wintertime. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg hires me to tell him fake facts to spread across the universe. Wow. So he hires you to... So he's still the one spreading the fake facts, so you just tell him the <laughs> fake ones? Oh, okay. Yes. Good, yep. good to know. Good to know. You yep. you and Zucky have a weird... Shouldn't have called him that. You, you and Zuckerberg... I call him old Zucky Sucky. <laughs> Why, why do you call him Sucky Sucky? It's confidential, okay. but you can draw your own conclusions. I'd really rather not. Okay, if you forgot how this game works. I did. I'll tell you three facts. You must tell me if they're real or fake. Two of them may be real, two of them may be fake. But not all three will be real or fake. You have... Gertrude, can I say you have such a way with words because it's such a simple game, but you describe it in the most confusing way possible. 
that's another one of my real facts to gaslight you into thinking it's not real. Oh, Gertrude, I don't know. I think you're dropping down on the fans' power rankings. Right, right, right. Well, let us begin. Okay, let's do it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it could kill you. Okay. Okay. All right. Next fact. Right. Next we have fact. to do them all at once. Right. 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 <clears throat> okay. I was. I was read every member of the Baja Bet is dead again. Literally <laughs> <laughs> only the like first... five facts on this website. <laughs> the first copy of the Oxford English Dictionary is missing the word dictionary. Mm, okay, okay, okay. The Boy Scouts were counted as part of the American military until 1986. I'm going to go with... What will you choose, young lad? Can you decipher the real from the fake truth? From false I'm not, reality, from delusions. I'm not that young, Gertrude. How old are you? Oh. Oh, right. That's not a flirty thing. No, I shouldn't be offended by that. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> okay, Gertrude, interesting. I'm going to go with true, false, false, I think. True, false, false. I feel like, yeah, because I feel like there's no, I feel like, wait, no, so, shit, 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 that's not what I meant, that's not what I meant, that's not what I meant, I meant true, true, false, I meant true, true, false. What? True, true, false is what I meant. I already laughed. I did the evil laugh. My bad. I didn't realize. So you think, you think the Oxford Dictionary is missing the word dictionary. I think it's possible that it was called something else at the time and the word dictionary was added after the fact. Again, two for three. You were right the whole time. It was true, false, false. Damn it. You've fallen for another one of Gertrude's, Gertrude's sick riddles. Damn it. <laughs> well, at least I got the first one right. Tune in next time for more Gertrude facts and more video game discussions. <laughs> Uh, we love Gertrude here. Man, life is strange. True colors is just a beautiful game. Just an absolute beautiful game. Okay, so that's then true, false, false.